Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Lindsay, and I'm sure glad you're here for the Ziggler Inspire podcast. We hope you're having a great week and thank you so much for spending quality time with us. You'll be glad you did. Today, Zig is going to talk to us about what we want in life instead of being distracted by the things that we don't want in life. Since you can't see it, I'll describe the scene for you. Zig is talking to a group of people and he puts up an overhead. Yes, it was before PowerPoint became popular. Anyway, the overhead was out of focus and blurry. I'll let Zig take it from there. I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon it's produced by heaven hill distillery which has been and still remains family owned since 1935 and i'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich smooth taste and right on the bottle it states that this bourbon is seven years old which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond i feel with beverages the longer the prep the better the taste being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon so look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. So basically, how do you change all those people I'm talking about? You don't. You change you. And when you change you, that's when your world begins to change. See, God said to build a better world, and I said, how? It's such a cold and lonely place, and I'm so small and useless, there's nothing I can do. But God in all His wisdom said, just build a better you. That's what this is about, building a better you. Because you see, you got to be before you can do. You got to do before you can have. You got such a wide range of choices and we're filled with them. Read a story of some twins, two twins. One of them was an alcoholic. One of them was enormously successful. Their father was an alcoholic. In separate interviews, they asked the alcoholic twin, how did it happen that you became an alcoholic? He said, I had no choice. You see, my father was an alcoholic. They asked a very successful young man, how would you do it? He said, I had no choice. You see, my father was an alcoholic. I didn't want to be like him. The choice, you see, is ours. And we go through life with that. Now, as you can tell, as I said earlier, I, I do tell a lot of stories. I'm going to share a lot of philosophy with you. Philosophy simply means the love of wisdom. One of the things that you will hear me say over and over is that you can have everything in life you want. If you'll just help enough, other people get what they want. I'll be quoting an awful lot of people. I'll be quoting uh, Fred Smith. I'll be quoting John Maxwell, John Johnson, Mary Kay, Mary Crowley, Solomon, Lincoln, Confucius, Emerson, St. Augustine, Christ, Helen Keller, Mother Teresa, Dr. Forrest Tennant, Rabbi Daniel Lappin, Martin Luther King, George Washington Carver. I'll be quoting Mahatma Gandhi and many, many others. 
I try to give credit when I, somebody gives me information. I do that for three reasons. Number one, it is the right thing to do. Number two, it indicates I've done my research. Number three, if it's wrong, I can always say, you know, that fellow ought to have known better than that, okay? Now, let me say to you without any fear of error that you were born to win. But in order to be the winner that you were born to be, you got to plan to win, you got to prepare to win, and then and only then can you legitimately expect to win. Let me also tell you something else. Most of you in this live audience honestly and sincerely believe that my overhead is fairly well fouled up. <laughs> now, am I right on that, please, all right? Let me, uh, let me point out that really it is not fouled up. It is simply a little out of focus. Does that make it better? You see, focus makes a lot of difference. Focus simply means that you're in the same place physically and emotionally. Dr. Lewis Terman in 1920 at Stanford University started a study on 1,440 gifted youngsters. When he retired, another professor was assigned to them. They followed them to the end of their life. Many of them were extremely successful, brilliant young men and women. Many of them had gone on to great success. Not a single one attributed their IQ to their success. What they attributed to their success was their ability to focus on the issue at hand. You see, a lot of people, when they're working on the job, they're thinking about other things. They're thinking about the family. When they're with the family, they're thinking about the job. And they're not doing either job very effectively. You really need to be able to focus on what's going on. Now, let me simply say this. Uh, you were born to win, but you got to plan, you got to prepare, and you got to expect to win. Bobby Knight, who's won three national championships at basketball at Indiana University, says that the will to win is nothing without the will to prepare to win. In the National Football League, and I'm not a football expert, authority, the only thing I know about football and know that I know is that when the official calls a foul on the Cowboys, he is wrong. That's the only thing I really know about the game. But I do know one other thing about it, and that is this. In the last two minutes of the half and in the last two minutes of the game, they score 20% of all of the points that are scored during the entire 60 minutes. In four minutes, they score 20% of all of the points in the entire 60 minutes. And the reason they do is they have the two-minute offense. Into the first half, into the second half is when they do the score. And they plan to score. They prepare to score. And consequently, they expect to score. Then incredibly enough, the defense cooperates with them to help them score. <laughs> now, I know as you sit there in your car or whatever you're doing, listen to this, you're thinking, now, Ziegler, that's crazy, man. Why, the defense all week long, they practice that defense. They have what they call their prevent defense. They take the linebackers out. They send in their nickelbacks. They put in their two best pass rushers. They get in a bend but don't break mode. They call it their prevent defense. Well, let me ask you a question. If they score three times as fast against the prevent defense as they do the regular defense, is it prevent or permit? What do you think? Now, let me uh, kind of get us together and uh, think because, you see, a few thousand years ago, a fellow named Job said something that's profound. He said, that which I feared greatly has come to pass. 
They're afraid they're going to score. And that fear comes to pass. Now, psychologists will tell you in a New York minute, and for your information, that's 32 seconds. <laughs> they will tell you in a New York minute that you move to the strongest impression in your mind. And if you're afraid they're going to score on you, then the chances go up that, yes, they will score on you. Did you know that if an arresting police officer keeps the light flashing when he pulls a motorist aside, that the odds are seven times as great that he will be run into by a passing motorist? That's right. They call it the moth attraction. The field goal kicker who says, oh, I'll miss it, we'll lose the game, is much more likely to miss it than is the one who says, I'll split the uprights, we'll win the game. The worst possible thing a parent can say to a child who wants to help with the dishes is, okay, but be careful. This is our best china. Don't break it. <laughs> if they had sat up all night praying, Lord, what can I tell this kid to help him break the dishes? They couldn't have done a better job in doing it. The sales manager who sends a salesperson out and said, now this is our number one account. Don't foul it up. Uh, you know, couldn't have given them worse instruction. I'm sending you out because I have complete confidence that you're the one person I can depend on to handle this in the very best possible way. Let me give you a specific example. How many of you remember the tragedy that took place in San Francisco in 1982 when the San Francisco 49ers beat the Dallas Cowboys in the FC Championship game. Now, I know a lot of you folks listening to this are not going to think it was a tragedy, but believe me, it was. You remember what happened. Dallas had uh, just gone ahead. They had scored a touchdown. Now they kick off, two minutes of play. Montana leads the 49ers all the way down the field. We've got our prevent defense in there. And uh, you know what the play was? He sends Dwight Clark into the end zone. He throws him the pass. Clark doesn't realize he's trying to throw the ball out of the stadium. He jumps 28 feet straight up in the air, <laughs> makes the catch. The 49ers win the game. Now, when uh, the Cowboys got back the next day, Tex Ram, who was the president of the Cowboys at that time, was being interviewed by the media. And they asked him, uh, Tex, what happened? And he gave us a lesson in life with his answer. He said, the Dallas Cowboys went out there determined not to lose the game. The San Francisco 49ers went out there determined to win the game. See, in this series, I want you thinking, how do I win the game? What I know about football, I'm not a football coach, but I am a verbal coach. I wouldn't send nickelbacks out there to defend for my team. How much value, if somebody said, I'm going to send my nickel employee out to help you. I mean, I got a other service person, you know. Hey, would, would that really turn the light to your fire? Or would you think, boy, you know, I'll be at least a dime. Well, anyhow, <laughs> what I would do is I would send the Bruise Brothers out there. I would send the takeover guys. I would send the control team out there. I would send the intimidators out there. I would send somebody out determined not only to keep them from scoring, but to take that ball away and us score ourselves. Yes, I believe that you were designed for accomplishment. I believe you're engineered for success. I believe you're endowed with the seeds of greatness. You were born to win, but you got to have a plan if you are going to win. 
remember this week that you were born to win. What do you need to focus on more this week? Are there some positive things in your life that you're just too busy to notice? Stop and take time to remember and be grateful for the good things and good people in your life. We'll be here next week and hope that you are too. I'm Blake Lindsay, encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Six, 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 six